Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. It is marvelous to have you joining me here. This has been a funny season because I go through phases. Some of the seasons for the show, I've got them batched. So I've got four or five episodes ready to go and they're just locked in for the month ahead. But this season, I don't know why. It's more of a weekly thing. But when I go weekly, it can be really stressful because I'm like, shit, I've got to get my podcast episode done. But I've just gotten into a really lovely rhythm with this season of recording normally on a Tuesday evening. So I put the kids down. I planned the episode earlier in the day. And then I just sit here in my office in the evening with a cup of tea and record an episode. So I should have done that last night, but I had dinner plans, which I'll fill you in on. So I am doing this on a Wednesday evening. It's been Mama Wilder Day today. So I just recently, God, like three weeks ago, shifted my Mama Wilder Day to Wednesday instead of Friday because I just found I was getting to Friday and I was so knackered and I just felt like shit. I just felt like... I'm giving all my energy to my business and I'm kind of, he's just getting not the worst of me, but he's getting the lowest energy version of me by the time Friday rolls around. So I completely shifted up my week and we now have Mama Wilder Day on Wednesday and it's just perfect because we have Monday, I have Monday and Tuesday of, you know, in the business, he's in care. And then Wednesday, then we just get that beautiful day together. It's like a beautiful reset and I just felt like by Friday, I was really, really missing him and I was craving that day together, but then I was too tired to enjoy it fully. So yeah, it's been really, really good. So we had Mama Wilder day today. He's been not super well, like he's not sick, sick, but he's just had like an ongoing, like a sore eye here, a bit of a runny nose there and his cough last night. So yeah, it was just nice to love on him and just take it really easy and, and all the things. It was really nice. So anyway, this week's episode is a bit of a different one. I wanted to share the words of solace that I tend to share with my bold darling group and my mentees when they're in what I call a business shit bit, like it's just a bit shit for whatever reason. Maybe there's been a team drama or the sales pipeline is looking really lean or you're having, they're, they're having kind of a, just a one of those crises where they're just saying, I don't know what I'm doing. This doesn't make sense. I had this great plan, but now this spanner has happened and now I don't know what to do. I mean, it could be that there's endless different reasons that uh, I, I will give these words of solace. And I mean, obviously it's not copy and paste. It's very dependent on the mentee's individual situation. But these are generally, these are the words that I will share, like a combination of these. If someone is going through a tough time and not just my, my, my bold darling group and my one-on-one mentees, but also my friends. And they are most definitely the things that I try and remember myself while I'm going through one of my own business shit bits. And this season is the glow up season. And this is, this is a version of glowing up when you're in that real hole of 
despair or frustration or hopelessness or anger or whatever it might be what's going on. And and this is, you know, the ultimate glow up is, is someone being able to give you a pep talk that you can find some solace from. And speaking of glow up, so I'm still very much in the trenches of my own glow up <laughs> over here right now. Uh, so I have been, I'm on day 16 today of 75 hard. So it's phase one of 75 hard, which is what you have to do if you've already done 75 hard. The apple, let me do 75 hard again. So yeah, it's 30 days and I'm just loving it. One of my friend Jules said to me, we were out for her birthday dinner the weekend before last. And she said, honey, you sure you want to be doing this? Like you've just stopped breastfeeding. Like should you just give yourself a bit of a break? And I could totally see where she was coming from. But I just said to her, this has just given me such direction. I was feeling really lost. I've shared this a bit on the show and also over emails and and on Insta. I just felt quite lost, particularly with wrapping up feeding Wilder. It it was much more significant than I thought it would be. And and I said, this has just been so good for me because it's it's for me. It's something that I'm doing to help my own strength, my own fitness, my own self-confidence, my own discipline. It's just been a really, really great reset for multiple reasons. So yeah, I'm on day 16 of that at the moment. And my new PT is working out amazingly. So she is, she's just amazing. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. And I just really love that she's so hands-on. Like she corrects me with every single move, not every single move, but she's just very technical, which is what I need rather than me kind of flailing around in a group exercise class, having NFI what I'm doing. So that's been really, really good. And I can just feel myself getting stronger. Like it's, it feels so good. And, and then the health front. So I had my pap smear, very sexy and romantic, (laughs) very glamorous, but it had been on my list forever. I didn't actually realize I was so overdue. And I also didn't realize I completely forgot because I got pregnant and had Wilder and, you know, we went into ridiculous lockdowns and all the things. And I just completely forgotten that my previous result was a little bit in the gray area. Like they'd actually recommended I had it a year, a repeat a year later. And I just totally, totally not across that. So anyway, had that test done and it was all clear, which is really, really good. It's really reassuring. So just one of those things. I'm sure you've got one as you're listening now, just that one thing that's just taking up way too much mental load, mental real estate for you right now. It's just been things like this. It's clearing out cupboards, just glowing up on on multiple different levels. And I think something that has been really, really brilliant on the glow up front is just putting in some fun plans. Wade and I have been in this thing, me especially, for the last few months. And if I'm honest, maybe even a year or so, just the weekends have just been so copy and paste every weekend. And uh, like we plan our weekend generally a week out. We generally plan our weekend, the kind of weekend before, if that makes sense, for the week ahead. And, but yeah, like the plan, like they're fine. The weekends have been fine, but I just haven't been excited. So I've had really, really exciting plans at the weekend. So Clara Bede, who's my amazing spiritual guru on my retreat to Noosa next month, there's a couple of spots left, by the way, just FYI. And in October, um, so yeah, next month's October, and she hosted a beautiful one day event called the Magdalene Frequency up on the Central Coast. So I drove up there with one of my friends, Jack, and we did cacao, a cacao ceremony. We did womb healing. We did activating yoga, about five different types of meditation, lots of sharing. It was just magical. It was so good. And then on Saturday afternoon, just week, the weekend just gone. I went to a two hour yin yoga and sound healing. I brought two of my friends with me. And yeah, it's just been nice to have fun plans. And I think 
this is the upside of, of wrapping up feeding is that I've just got so much more freedom, it feels. Like yesterday, I had a VIP day of mentoring in the city with one of my annual mentees. And for like a year, when I do these VIP days, I say, I really wish I just like could go straight for dinner with a friend in the city and just be like kind of all city and footloose and fancy free. And then I realized like, oh my God, I can do it because Wade can put Wilder to bed now. He doesn't need to be fed at nighttime. So I arranged to go for dinner with my friend Katie and we had a beautiful uh, Mexican dinner last night. And I think I was home for like quarter past seven because we met at 5 p.m. But yeah, just things like that. It's just felt very glow uppy, having fun and, and exciting things to look forward to. And the business has felt like it's really glowing up at the moment as well. So Sam, my new operations manager, is just, oh my God, she's so good. She's all over it. Everything feels very solid, very responsive. It feels really, really good. And also, of course, getting ready for the retreat next month, which I know will be a huge glow up experience for me as well. And I've been kind of hinting at a glow up experience that's coming soon. So I'll be announcing that early next week as you're listening to this. I really wanted to share it with you in this podcast episode, but I just want to get it. I want to put the final, the final little juice and, and glow up to the glow up. And I'll be sharing with you next week. So yeah, just a little update. As I said, it's, it's quite nice doing these episodes week by week because it kind of become Lorraine's, Lorraine's little diary each week as well. And and as I was saying, this episode this week is really about, I guess, a pep talk, some words of comfort to support you if you are at the stage right now where it's all feeling a bit tough or very, very tough or maybe just near, nigh on impossible. Or maybe this is an episode that you'll listen to and come back to in future. I'd really love for you to, to feel that you can revisit this this episode as and when you need to, because it is it is a pep talk pep talk of sorts. And I have been through, as I already touched on earlier in this episode, I have been through my fair share of biz shit bits over my my just over 10 years now in business. And I've also supported many of my mentees, Baldali mem- members, and also my friends, my fellow business owner friends through their own biz shit bits as well. And what I wanted to pass on is, yeah, I guess the key headlines that I will tend to share with someone if they're if they're on struggle street in their business at any particular time. Um, so I'm going to dive straight in. It's a, d- a different format for me. I'm excited to share this kind of format uh, this week. So the first thing that I try and remind someone of when they're in their biz shit bit is that it is completely normal for us to have business shit bits. I'm sure you have seen the the meme that's gone around the traps a few times on Insta and online. And it says what we think success looks like. And it's a bar graph. And it's just this kind of perfect diagonal line on a 45 degree angle, just ever increasingly getting better. And it's very, very straight. And then the next part of the meme is what success actually looks like. And it's just squiggles. It's up and down and it's going back and it's forth. And it's a big high peak. And then it's a massive big trough. And that's that's the reality that I have experienced. It's it's completely normal to have business shit bits, and it would be abnormal, I think, not to have them. So I think the first thing that we need to remember when we are going through one of these really challenging periods in our businesses is that it's completely normal <laughs> to to have that. It can be very isolating and very lonely, particularly if you don't have a community like I have with my my kind of business besties or like my bull darling group have with each other where 
There's people that you can say, look, this week has been really tough or even this month has been really tough or God knows this year has been really, really tough. So just remembering that it is completely normal to, to go through these, these really quite challenging and trying periods in our business. The second thing that I would say as well is you're probably tired. And I know that that might sound like it's really taking away from whatever challenge it is that the, the person or you even listening right now might be experiencing. But what I have found to be true is that it is so much harder to cope and it is so much harder to have clarity on what the inverted commas right or the best next thing, the right, the right, the, the, the next right thing to do, quoting Anna, Anna in Frozen. And it is so much harder to do that when you're exhausted. And for me, those business shit bits over the years have really coincided very neatly with periods when I'm really, really exhausted, whether it's because the business shit bits going on or I'm not sleeping or I've been traveling and I'm jet lagged or whatever it might be. It's, it generally comes from a period of sustained exhaustion. So the second thing I would say is that if you are really experiencing one of those, why am I even doing this thing? Really try and see how you can get more rest. If it's just being able to log off for 24 hours from the business or it's getting some extra help if you've got kids, just getting some extra support so you can have an evening, whatever it might be, just find some way that you can get more rest because when we are rested, it is amazing how much clearer everything is and it's amazing how much more confident we are in ourselves and our ability as well. I really do think when we're exhausted, it's like we're going around with these blinkers over our eyes and we can only see kind of 3% of what's actually going on around us. And and I, I, I'm saying this from a business perspective, and I know personally for me, Wilder's 14 months old now, and he probably had like stretches of maybe four or five nights where he would sleep through the night. But I would say 80% of the nights of his life, he has woken up for a feed. And and I just need to be clear, I know that people have really, really awful sleeping challenges, and and I hear it, you know, I hear that, and I and I get that. I think for me, just waking up consistently every night, having disrupted sleep every night, even if it was just for thirty minutes, because what happens is that I would get up, feed him, and my mind would kick into like I would click it, would click on, and sometimes it was really hard to click it off. So he's happily snoozing back in his cot, and I'm lying there thinking about how excited I am about my next launch or what's happening in a particular mentee's life and how I can support them or just going, shit, my list is really massive for tomorrow. How am I going to deal with it? Or maybe something going on at home with Wade or whatever it might be. So just now having, getting consistent sleep, it is just, I just feel so much calmer in myself. I didn't, (laughs) you know what? I think often when we're really tired, we don't even realize how tired we are because we're so tired. So the, the the second thing I would really say to if you are experiencing one of these business shit bits is to try as much as you can to get some rest because everything is easier when you've had some sleep, when you've had a little bit of just disconnection time from the, the tech and the, the relentless messages and emails and all of the things. The other thing I would say to you as well is that if this was easy, if this business thing was a walk in the park and it didn't kind of create any big confidence challenges or force us to grow or throw us into situations where we we really only have two options, one is to sink and one is to swim, then if it wasn't if 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 all of that was easy, 
everyone would be doing it. Every single one of your friends would be doing this. Every single one of our siblings and our extended family and our mates will be doing this. And not everyone starts a business and, and not everyone is able to sustain having a business. It is not an easy thing to do. So what I really want to, what I really like to remind my mentees of is, you know, you're going through this shit bit, but you're going through this because it's meant to be hard. And, and I do think that entrepreneurship and having your own business and this whole, you know, bullshit idea of you get to work from a hammock from anywhere in the world. And I mean, I just, Surely working in a hammock is deeply uncomfortable. But anyway, my point here is I think it's been very, very glamorized. And I think we have been almost taught to expect that it should be easy and that we should be, myself and my joke about it, hashtag LTD, hashtag living the dream. And it's not easy. Like starting it and running a business is not easy. And for me, I know it has brought up all of all of my demons, you know, whether it's about a sense of belonging or fear of rejection or fear of being seen, or fear of not being seen. (laughs) Starting a business and running a business brings up all of that stuff. It is not meant to be easy. And I think it does us us a disservice to believe that it's easy. It's meant to be. It It does us a disservice believing that it should be easy, because when it's not easy, we think that there's something wrong. And more importantly, we think that there's something wrong with us <laughs> because it's not easy. So just remember, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. The other thing that I remind my mentees of, and this is something that I really need to remind myself of more than anything when I'm going through a challenging period in my business, is that I have never, ever, 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 ever wanted to quit when things are going well. <laughs> you just don't because you're enjoying it when it's going well. It's exciting. You feel like you're flourishing. You're growing. It's 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 exciting, it's optimistic, it's positive. So, and, I, and this actually relates back to something I heard someone say years and years and years ago, breastfeeding, she was like, don't, don't ever quit on a bad day. And, and I would say the same of business. Don't, don't quit on a bad day. Get yourself to kind of a medium run of days where it's, it's okay. And, and you've got things in hand before you decide to quit because yeah. I've never wanted to 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 quit my business when when things are going well. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I again remind myself of, also also my Boulderana group of mentees, is a really important one. And I remember this this was actually shared with me by someone I really adore and trust in business, Jack Delosa. And I was on a speaking tour with Jack uh, in 2013, which I very dramatically call this month as Black November in my first book, Remarkability. And I was going through a phase, A, I was exhausted, as I've already touched on. I mean, I was just really, really, uh, I was 18 months into my first business. The business had taken off in a big way and I was trying to grow a team. I had just hired my third salesperson who hadn't worked out and I was just yeah, just devastated. I'd sang, I think I lost about 30 grand on that hire. It was not fun. And I was also, I feel like I just come out of the honeymoon period of starting the business. I think for 18 months, it was so exciting and so glamorous and handing my business card out to all and sundry. And I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a business owner and, you know, kind of just strutting around the place, so excited that I had my own business and I had a team and we had an office space and and I got to a point about 18 months in where I just kind of just 
burnt out a little bit. I was just knackered. And and I also realized that, oh, this is a long-term commitment. This isn't something that you just start up and then in a year or two, that's it. It's all sweet and easy. It's it's actually getting harder in a way rather than easier. And that was a pretty big paradigm shift for me because I just thought, oh, I'll just do a year of hustle and then it's all going to be gravy from there, which was not the case. So I was on the speaking tour with Jack. We were down in Melbourne, which was our second date on the speaking tour. And we were having breakfast together. I'd actually asked him, could we have breakfast together before my speaking gig that day? Because I just said, look, I, I need to talk to someone. And we're sitting there and I'm like sobbing into my avocado and toast. And I just said to him, like, I'm just, I'm just over it. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And what Jack said to me, he said, after he said, what you need to remember, Lorraine, is two things. One, business is a constant chain of, of highs and lows. But two, over time, you will find that the highs get higher and the lows get lower. And he was so right on that. Like he was so right. Because I think about three weeks later after that conversation in Melbourne, and just to be clear, on the way back from that speaking tour, where I think the last day was Adelaide and I was flying back on the plane from Adelaide to Sydney, I made a list in my notebook of 10 businesses that I thought might want to buy my business. That's how over it I was. And only two weeks later then from that, that writing that list on the plane, we were up for Emerging Agency of the Year in these really big trade awards. It was called the Mumbrella Awards. It's, it still goes go, going. And I was there. There was 1,500 people at the Star Casino in the, the function, the ballroom. And we were named Emerging Agency of the Year in all of Australia and in our second year in business. It was incredible. And I went up on stage with my two team members and we accepted the award and I came back and I remember I just sat in Wade's lap and just burst into tears. I was just sobbing because I was just thinking, oh, the last month was so horrible and I hated it. And for me, winning that award felt like a, it felt like a sign from the universe just to keep going. Like you're on the right track, Lorraine, just, just keep going. And Jack was right. I went, I'd been through the biggest low that I'd been through to date in the business and they got a lot lower than that. Let me be clear. <laughs> But then I had the biggest high, which was winning that award that night in November 2013. So I'm just sitting here looking at that award next to me here in the office as, I, as I'm recording this. So yeah, after every low is a high, but the highs get higher and the lows get lower. The other thing that I try and remind myself of when I'm going through my own biz shit bit is that <laughs> this is a bit of a funny one. It's one day you know, if I'm in a really shitty situation, right, where God, I'm trying to think of the worst situation I've been in in business. God, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> Generally, it's team related or people related where like something really horrible has happened. And yeah, I'm just heartbroken about it. Uh, but I'll be sitting there and I'll go, all right, this is awful. Like I had a, someone who I brought onto my business, maybe year four. And he was a business development manager. And I had spent a year trying to hire this person, not this particular person, but for ABDM. And whatever happened, right, every time I offered the role to someone and I recruited, I had engaged a very, very expensive headhunter to fill this role for me in my business. Every single time I was close to hiring someone, they would either turn it down or something would change in my business or it just, it was like every single time it got close, there was like a door slammed. And now, of course, with the benefit of hindsight and being a bit more tuned in to universal flow, I can see that it was there was deliberate, there was challenges deliberately put in my way because it just wasn't meant to be. I didn't need a BDM. I needed to be out there selling more myself. And I eventually hired this person into my business. And 
I invested a huge amount of money, first of all, like I'm talking 60k money in getting this person on board. And he was in the business for three months. I introduced him to all our clients, all of our influencers who we represented. Because if you're not aware, my first business was an influencer talent agency. And introduced him to media, made a huge song and dance about him joining, cleared my calendar for like almost three months to train him in. And he just wasn't getting it. And he would be kind of working, but nothing. There never seemed to be any hot leads. I just kind of wondered what what's happening. Why is this not catching fire like I wanted it to catch fire? You're the you know, the, the, the all singing, all dancing, amazing big shot sales guy. And it's been crickets since you joined. And I'm, I'm paying this person more than I'm paying myself in my business. Just full context here. And he got to his three months probation and I sat down, had a conversation with him and said, look, like, obviously we need to, I really need to see some movement here. And he reassured me that it was all going to be fine and that he was working on some really big deals and it was going to be great. And that next day then was the three, like the 90 days from the recruiter, which meant that once it ticked over to 90 days, that was it. Like it was sunk cost, the money that I invested in the recruitment fee, not to mention his very, very big salary for three months. And uh, the day after the 90 days elapsed, he came and told me that actually he was leaving to go work in the family business. And I just sat there looking at him going, are you fucking serious? You're telling me this today and not yesterday? really? <laughs> and and I was just annoyed because as I already shared back in 2013, I'd been on this whole lesson and I'd figured it out. And and I thought that at this point, which was what, three years later, two, two and a half years later, okay, now surely my business is, is in a position that we should have a BDM. No, we were not. So that was really, really shit. And I remember just thinking at one point during those two or three really, really crap days, is that one day this will be really great content. <laughs> and that's been so true. You know, it's particularly when I started doing more and more speaking and writing my books, the, the stories that are all about just success after success after success after success, they're just boring and they don't teach anyone anything and they're not relatable and people can't see themselves in, in that story. Whereas the stories where things are really, really hard and you have to figure out some new things and you've got to make some changes and you've got to get get a new level of understanding and growth about yourself and how you operate in certain situations. They're the great stories because people that you share those stories with can see themselves in that story. And you've got something to, sh- you've got something to teach them because you got yourself out of whatever situation it was is in or you got yourself over a particular challenge that you were faced with. And in you doing that and how you did that, you can share with them how they could also do the same if they're faced with similar challenges or they need to overcome certain things. So I always try and remind myself and also my mentees of that as well, that as as awful as this is right now, one day it's going to be great content. <laughs> Whether that content in my instance is a story that I will pass on to a mentee and my mentees get the warts and all stories about <laughs> all the highs and all the lows, lows of my business and my kind of wider life as well. And or else it's going to be something that you can pass on to a team member or something you can pass on to a friend who's having a tough time or it's something that maybe you'll write an opinion piece on one day or share an Instagram story that will really resonate and help someone else. Even you know one person, it's it's worth you sharing that story. So remembering that as 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 awful as things might be at any one particular time, 
one day it will make for great content. And as you will know from listening to stories, whether it's podcasts or listen to a speaker, the best stories are when you're listening going, oh my God, that is awful. Like, what did you do? How did you figure that out? And the, and the person goes on then to share what they did. The other thing, and I really love Kim McKay, who's one of my old entrepreneurial mates. Um, she was actually my roomie when, when we went to Necker Island together. And she shared something and she couldn't credit it at the time. And, and I, I need to go kind of go find out where this originated from. But she talked about the the five rule. And it's like, if you're worrying about something, will you be worrying about this in five seconds time? Will you be worrying about it in five minutes time? Will you be worrying about it in five hours time, in five days time, in five months time, in five years? And almost figuring out, okay, where does this concern that I'm having right now sit? Like if I'm worrying, for example, about cash flow in my business, well, I know that in five months time, that's not going to be a problem because I've got X, Y, Z coming up in my business. Or um, if MNT is worrying about a team member that's not working out, well, in five weeks time, this is not going to be a problem because you will have made a decision and and there will be a plan and you will have your backup plan and that th- you will have moved beyond this in five weeks time. So I really help, I, I really like, I find that helpful because I feel like it's almost, um, it's a rating scale for whatever you're worrying about right now. And also it kind of puts things in perspective. Like if I'm thinking, okay, this is really, really shit right now, but I know that in five months time, I will be through this. And, and I know for sure that in five years time, I mean, the things that kept me awake five years ago would not even cause my heart rate monitor on my Garmin watch to flicker now. And that's the thing we need to remember that as we embark on life and on business or careers or whatever it is that we're, we're, we're embarking on, if we are doing approaching it in a way that we are, we've got that growth mindset. I talk a lot about having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And what I mean by that is if we've got a growth mindset, we want to learn, we want to grow, we want to stretch ourselves beyond our comfort zone um, versus a fixed mindset, which is more, okay, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing pretty much day in, day out, year in, year out. And then I'll wonder kind of in five, six years time why my life hasn't changed and I'm doing the same thing I was doing five years ago. But generally someone who's got a fixed mindset won't even ask that question. <laughs> they just they just don't have that growth mindset. And I'm sure you're listening, you can identify maybe five people who you know have a, a very distinct growth mindset, but also five people who don't and are more sitting in the fixed mindset camp and either are completely fine. For me, I very much identify with having a growth mindset. And I'm assuming if you're listening to a show like mine, that you probably are the same. So it's remembering that when we do embrace having a growth mindset and we allow ourselves to have the highs, the lows, the risks, the challenges, the wins, the the, the, the biz shit bits that are thrown into that, into that experience, that we are going to stretch our comfort zone. If you have a growth mindset and you're living your life in a way day to day that you're, you're actively demonstrating and living that growth mindset, you can't but grow and you can't but ensure that your comfort zone stretches. So the thing is, whatever it is that might be keeping us awake right now at night, we know that because we are on that growth mindset trajectory, that in five months time, five years time, even five weeks time, that's not going to be a problem anymore because we'll have grown beyond that. And honestly, I look back at the things that I used to panic call wait about three years ago, even two years ago in my business, or <laughs> probably more likely Michelle Broadbent, who was my long-suffering business manager in my business for two years. But the stuff that I would panic with 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 other people now then, 
it just wouldn't even ruffle my feathers now. Now, other stuff ruffles my feathers. And I know that in four or five years time that that won't be ruffling my feathers anymore because I trust that I've got a growth mindset and, and that I'll be growing and stretching year on year. So I would really reassure you that whatever is going on for you right now, that chances are in a relatively short period of time, it's not going to be on your mind anymore. And I find I, I, I draw great solace from that. And I, I think it's really helped a lot of mentees and Bell Darling members when, when I, when I pass that on to them as well. The other thing that I wanted to say, and this is a tricky one, if I'm really honest, to remember when you're in the heat or you're kind of right in the fire of a challenging experience, whether it's business related or personal related, is that sometimes things not working out is actually you being protected. And I'm going to share a pretty recent example of this for me in my business. So when I launched Bold Darling back in March this year, so if you're not familiar with Bold Darling, it's my group for female entrepreneurs who want to grow really, really, really successful businesses, but they don't want to sacrifice themselves in the process. So in Bell Darling, we talk about sales and we talk about money mindset and we talk about systems and we talk about scaling our businesses. So we talk about all these things. Um, but we also consider the, the almost like the the, the the other side of the coin, the, the, the less recognized side of the coin. So spirituality, mindset, and focusing on our relationships, because if we've got really great relationships around us, then we have so much more successful businesses because we're just more grounded and more centered and more connected with those we love. So that's what Bold Darling is. So when I launched it for the first time back in March this year in 2022, the launch was epic. It was a six-figure launch, but it went well beyond the 100K launch. It was just, it's like something I've rarely experienced in my business journey, that launch. There was, it was just like the stars were aligned. It was beautiful. The energy was beautiful. It was, it was incredible. I loved that launch. I can still feel like the, oh, the excitement and the feeling that, oh, I'm launching something like this is, this is landing with people. Like people want this. It was really, really incredible. And then what happened then, because the launch went so well in March, I said, okay, cool. Well, well, I'm launching again in June. I'm just going to do the very same thing again. So I launched with two masterclasses. I opened doors on a Tuesday, closed them on a Thursday. And I honestly, I went into that launch feeling like, yeah, this is fine. And, and I'm going to do even better than I did in March because now Bold Darling is a real living, breathing thing. I had incredible testimonials from, from the group. I had six of my members come on and do uh, two different podcast interviews and they were just exceptional interviews. Like I loved talking to them and they were so knowledgeable and articulate and so generous about Bull Darling and complimentary and all the things. So I went into the launch going, cool. This is kind of like, you know, that emoji where you're just like letting your nails dry. Like I was a bit like that. (laughs) I hope you know what I'm talking about. And probably two, three days into the launch, it just wasn't catching fire. The energy wasn't the same as the launch back in March. And I spoke to my mentor about it and I said, look, look, what, what do you think is going on? Because I launched this in March. It went brilliantly. I'm doing the same strategy again, again, underline keyword, which I'll talk about in a second. And it's just not catching fire. And she said, Lorraine, your problem is, is the word again. You just thought going into this again, that it was going to be, you just get the same, same result again. And what has happened is that she said, what, what you need to remember is that there's so much magic that comes from the uncertainty. You launched Ball Darling in March. No one had ever heard of it before. There was so much novelty and excitement and who knows what's around the corner type vibe to it. 
And she said, that's where the magic comes from building, from, from launching and, and creating things and, and, and introducing them to our audiences. And, and she was so on the money on that because I realized I had been almost, not almost, I was being complacent with that second launch. I showed up, I did all the things. I welcomed some brilliant members Like the group that came in were brilliant, but the numbers were a lot smaller than I expected. Right. So number one, kind of lesson is that if things aren't going well right now on whatever front in business or life, is it because you have allowed yourself to get complacent? And for me with this next launch of Bold Darling, so when I'm talking about this glow up experience that's coming very, very soon, I pretty much just said to myself, if I could just launch Bold Darling in a way that is so fun and so exciting and adds shitloads of value to my community and I'm just going to love launching with this. What would that look like? And it's this glow up. So yeah, this, this glow up is my launch for Bell Darling. And, and it's kind of how I'm opening doors to Bell Darling. So there's so much uncertainty. I haven't done this before. I'm so excited to share it with you. I'll talk about it in next week's episode. If you're on my email list, you'll, you'll, you'll find out sooner. And actually, I'll pop a link in the show notes as well. So you can jump on my email list too, just in case you're not at the moment. So I'm really excited by that. So remembering that if if we are going through a bit of a biz shit bit and this is it's a really hard thing to ask ourselves of and this is what i mean by this growth mindset it's it's being open to well maybe maybe i am being complacent and i can see that i was being complacent in that june launch but the second layer of this and i just want to kind of extrapolate this a bit more that launch didn't land where i where where june or sorry where the march launch had land, landed that second one didn't hit my target and actually, honestly, fell quite far short of my target. And uh, and I, I genuinely think the the bouldering offer is amazing. Uh, and I've just done sur- a survey on on members, and and the, the feedback has been incredible, like so positive. And I know that it was me launching that meant that we didn't hit where where we wanted where, get where we wanted to get. But the other layer of this, okay, is that. If we had have hit the numbers that I wanted to hit in June, it would have broken my business. And I know that sounds like quite a strong statement, but if you listen to last week's episode, you will know that the back end of my business, and again, I like to share the warts and all here on this, on this show, it wasn't sewn up. I didn't have someone sitting in the seat, in the operation seat of my business that would have been able to handle the, the, the huge workload that would have been required to onboard that amount of bold darling members in a very, very short period of time. And, and that is 100% my responsibility, but that was a huge blind spot on my part. And, and I should have known the benefit of hindsight, of course, looking back at that launch, there's no way we're going, we, we have got the, the back end of this business set up in a way that would be able to service that amount of members. So what I would love to introduce you to the concept of, which is what I realized kind of my second learning, big learning from my Bell Darling launch in June, was that sometimes the universe is actually trying to protect us. Because if we had have had that number of of, of members join that quickly, uh, they would have had a pretty average experience, I think, because we just as a team would not have been able to manage that influx and making sure they were on board and they felt loved and they felt seen, which is exactly how I want people to feel in my business. And I actually had a mentoring, that, that mentoring session yesterday. And I asked, um, I mentioned Sam, my new operations manager in the meeting. 
and and both my <laughs> my mentee and also Michelle, who was co-mentoring with me, Michelle Broadbent in that session yesterday, just they just stopped and went, oh, she's amazing. She's so great. And they just raved about her and all of the things. And and I messaged Sam, I sent her a voice message last night just saying, look, thank you so much. It was just so good to hear that. And I'm just, I've just pulled up my, my messages and what she replied, she said, yay, I'm so glad people are feeling loved and seen and heard. That is totally my aim. And that was what I told her. Success looks like for your role is that that's how my community feel. Whether that's my Instagram community or podcast listeners or my annual mentees or my bold darling group or my retreat guests, that's how I want people to feel. And now and actually fully enough Sam messaged me straight after that as part of that message like this next ball darling launch is going to be epic and it will be like I can feel it because the business is ready so this is a very very long-winded way of me explaining to you or sharing with you the maybe introducing you to the idea that if things are challenging in business or life maybe it's because the universe is protecting us from a, a worse outcome right now and it's not to say that we will never have that outcome but it is to say that Maybe there's something that needs to shift or change, or we need to be more intentional or let, more focused on in order for us to, to have whatever outcome it is that, that we're seeking. And the last thing I wanted to share as well, as part of this words of solace episode, is that you really do have full permission to change your mind about things. Just because you committed to creating a particular program, maybe for your audience, or you committed to offering a certain revenue stream, or you committed to a six-month contract with a certain um, employee or consultant, just because you have committed to those things, it doesn't mean that you can't change your mind. And I think we do ourselves a great disservice sometimes in business and life more broadly by sticking to our guns. Well, I said I was going to do this, so I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep showing up, even though I feel resentful. I don't feel like I'm being paid enough, or I feel like this person's taking the piss, or I just dread having a meeting with this particular client whenever it's, when I see their name in my, in my diary, I just go, oh, like it's so low vibe, my feeling when, when I see that. So if you're saying any of these things, just remember that you, you're in charge here. You get to decide how you want your life and your business to look. So if it is going to help you uh, climb out of this business shit bit by changing your mind about something, go for gold. If we are offering something in our businesses that is making us feel low vibe, it's it's making us feel maybe <clears throat> angry or resentful or frustrated or sad or depressed or any of those kind of really heavy vibration emotions, that is going to have such a huge ripple effect, not just on your business, but everything in your life. It's going to pull you down. It's going to pull down the people within your business, your clients, team, everything. So when we make decisions that raise our vibe, and I've just been uh, mentoring one of my annual mentees at the moment because she's pretty low vibe at the moment. She's had a lot of sickness in her kind of kids have been kind of ongoing sick this winter and it's really been affecting her team as well because their kids have been sick and all the things. She's just feeling very meh. And something that I could see would really light her up was her having a bit of time away on her own. So we need to remember what's really going to light us up. And if that is you requiring permission from me or yourself or whoever it might be, I mean, obviously it needs to come from you first and foremost. It's the most important thing. But giving yourself permission to change your mind. And I think we worry a lot that we're going to come across as being flaky or we want to be seen to have integrity. 
There are ways to extricate yourself from commitments with full integrity and full kindness and full love and care for whoever it is that you're extricating yourself from, whatever commitment it is or event or whatever it might be. So just please remember, I, I, I kind of had a, a pull to, 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 to end this episode on that point that you have full permission to change your mind. If something's not working for you, I guarantee you, if it's not working for you, it's not working for the other person or the other people that you're involved in it with. So you do have permission to change your mind. And uh, yeah, that needs to, of course, come from you. So as I said, I really hope that this episode gives you, I guess, some nuggets for your own your own kind of mental mindset toolkit as you're embarking on this this whole business journey. And And just remember, come back to this episode if you need to. It's it's not a matter of if; it's more a matter of when <laughs> the business ship bits hit us, and and just remembering that everyone it's 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 directly preceding a really amazing high, and I have seen that so many times in my own business journey, and and I know that it's the case as well for you. So a few things to remember: first of all, please do jump on the wait list for the glow up. More info coming in next week's episode. And as I said, I will also pop a link to my email sign up in the show notes as well. So if you're not on my email list yet, jump on there. Every Monday, I send an email called the Monday Mentor, which is where I pass on a <clears throat> a big insight or learning that my maybe someone in my Bell Darling group or my mentees have had, or it's an insight that I've had myself that I, that I want to pass on as well. So they're short and sweet emails. I love sending them, love writing them. And yeah, jump on the list if you're not on there already. I'll pop both the links to those in my show notes. And also just remember that there's two more spots left for my retreat in Noosa in October. So if you're feeling the burnout, feeling that the biz shit bit right now, or you just feel like you deserve, which I'm sure you do, some love on you for a few days before the the, the end of the year comes around, please do jump on there to the Bold Darling Retreat in Noosa. It's happening from the 17th to the 20th of October. And I would love to have you there and love on you for those few days. So thank you so much for joining this week's episode. I'm loving my my week by week little diary as part of this glow up, glow up season, but sending all my love. Thank you so much as always for tuning in. It means the world that you lend your ears to me every week. So thank you. And I'll chat to you again next week. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, LorraineMurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.